to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Our story tonight follows two young friends of very different origins trying to survive in their corner of the galaxy. Will they grow into greatness together or fall apart in the shadow of the Empire? Find out tonight on Scattered Choices. As you lean up against one of the walls, uh, the roof walls of the saucy Sarlacc, Tula, you sit and wait here in the evening and eventually hear some footfalls approaching, climbing up the ladder on the back side of the building as they tink, tink up the metal ladder and a familiar face pops its head up from across the way. Hugo, oh my goodness, it's so good to see you. And I run over to Hugo and I attempt to give him a gigantic hug. I think I would ex- I would accept the hug. Um, you know, I, I, I've missed Tula. I'm relieved that, to see that she's there and she's safe. But, I mean, I guess there's like a little bit of, of sadness to the hug. But I, I, I would accept the hug. How are you doing? Um, I'm so sorry you were in there so long. That's totally my fault. I think I'm okay. Uh... I had a lot to think about on the walk here, and I don't know. I, I think I'm okay. How, how are you? Are, are, are you fine? Did you make it out okay? Where's the ship? Yes, your ship. I parked it. It should be okay. It cliffed out on me for a moment, but I'm all in one piece and so happy to see you. Um, I owe you a big apology, Hugo. I should have listened to you when you said we shouldn't be going into this mission. It's, it's okay, Tula. I, I think... I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, we're. I'm just happy you're here. I'm happy we're safe. It's. What were you? Were you planning on on coming to get me? Or I don't. Yes. Yes. Actually, I'm waiting for someone right now. His name is Jonah. And um. Do you remember when I told you about my boarding school that I go to, and there's a council of people called the Vigil? Yeah, I kind of remember. The vigil is just, you, I, I, I don't know too much about it. You've never really told me too much about it. I'd, it'd be nice to know more about it. So, I get it. I'm just a rich kid at heart, and so are the other members of the vigil, but all of us, we want to be freedom fighters. We believe that the inadequacies of our parents are not something we have to inherit, and we want better for, for Minos Mestra, for the galaxy. So, that's what I've been doing at school. And the person that's coming to meet me is a friend of the vigil. I didn't know how else to get you out. I couldn't ask my father again, Hugo. You know I'm... Well, you don't know, but I've Tula. made mistakes. Tula, how can... How can we really think that we're doing better for people? I... On, 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 what, on this adventure we just went on, we went, we went off to destroy to put a virus into something and I I don't know like I got caught and then I freed myself and no one really helped me and the people that held me kind of just let me go why why are we so against them they just let you go yeah 
You didn't have to promise anyone anything. They just let I, you go. I fixed I fixed the virus. I I I fixed their system for them. And that was the trade-off. I then I had to then then I then I was let go. Oh, um Hugo, you don't understand the people who work for my father. They are they are abominable people. They are not good people, Hugo. I don't want you indebted to any of them. It's bad enough that I deal with my father. What did they ask for in return? Nothing else? I don't know. I just I, I just want to really I don't understand why we're fighting. I don't understand why we're going after these people and honestly, I don't are you are you dedicated to this vigil? Are you sure this is where you want to be? Are you sure this is where you want me to go to? Hugo, I support anything that you want to do. Obviously, I'm your friend. And I know, I know you felt that I just left you there, but I promise I was coming. There's a man, I swear, he's coming right here to meet us right now. Well, meet me. I, I, I'm so sorry. Can you forgive me? I mean, are you in debt to anything? What is this man asking to do I mean, i'm already here what are you gonna tell him when he shows up honestly i don't know i i told him that i would give him information based on my status and my parents and my family so i think um i'm hoping it won't be anything too disastrous nothing i can't handle but you are more than worth it hugo i promise i really did i had the best intentions but you don't you don't know him right I don't know, but it was worth the risk. Okay. As the reunion continues, a few moments pass, and Tula, your comm unit, chirps with an incoming message, incoming call. Hello? Come in? Uh, y yes, uh, Tula? This is, this is Jonah. Jonah? Are you on your way? Sort of. Uh, unfortunately, a bit hung up and probably not going to get around there until uh, till mid-morning. Does that work out for you? Oh, Jonah, um, actually, it's so good you called me just in time. Um, my friend actually got out all by himself, and um, I actually don't need any help. Is it okay if we, uh, since you are later than expected, we just, you know, forget this ever happened, or...? Oh, well, I, that, that's, that's great uh, to hear that your friend uh, has made it out. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd still like a chance to, to catch up. Kaz certainly said that uh, you, know, you bring a lot of value to uh, your other companions there. And uh, I'm all about extending, uh, expanding my relationships. Still owe you that milkshake. That's actually for my friend, and he's here with me. Um, okay. So, uh, sa same place, uh, tomorrow? Does that work? Yes, that works for me. Um, I will be there. Okay. We'll see you then. I'll see you soon. And I turn back to, to Hugo, and I kind of study his face for a moment. Um, I made sure that he could hear my conversation so as not to hide anything. And I want to see if that hopefully will bridge the gap of his belief. Tula, you you know I can't have any blue milk. You know it messes up my insides. Hugo, it's a symbolic gesture. 
Um, would you walk me home? The man that I need to meet is not going to be here until tomorrow, and I've, we've both had such a long day. Okay, Tula, let's, let's go home. So, like, as we walk along the streets together, I get quiet for a moment and kind of feel him out and eventually offer up what's kind of weighing on my heart. Hugo, um, I've been keeping this secret for too long, and I feel like I owe you an explanation. Um, I know I could have asked my father for help, and I thought about it, I did, but do you remember that time when you were punished? You were punished for a long time. You were outcast from several places in the city. People called you a thief and a liar. Yeah, I remember. I... I know that I am the reason you did that. I know that it was my idea. It was my capriciousness, my... my stupidity. And I went to my parents. I went to my father and I said, listen, you cannot... you cannot punish Hugo for that. It was my idea. I stole everything. It was all me. It wasn't him. And he looked at me and he said... You are a Batunde. You have so many people counting on you. If you ruin our family name, you do not just go down. The entire family goes down with you. So is this what you want? Do you want to be a Batunde that incited violence, that incited crime in the streets? Or do you think that maybe it was your friend's idea? His family are just minors. It won't matter to anyone if he did the crime. So what's it going to be? He threatened me and he threatened you and I, I made the wrong choice. He sent me away to boarding school and I was so angry. That's how I met the vigil. I haven't been able to admit that to you now because I was, I was a coward. I, I understand Tula, but do you think the vigil is that important to you? The vigil is only important to me because I want the best for you and the people that I care about. My family will stop at nothing to just maintain their riches. They don't care about the people they hurt. Your family, your family could die, and they would just be one of any number of people in these mines. No one cares about those people. They just care about what you mine. That's it. All these traders, everyone, they're just, they're all in on it. It's not right, Hugo. Tula, you know that maybe my family doesn't really think highly of me. I don't... Th thank you for telling me, Tula. I should have told you a long time ago, and I'm so sorry that I didn't. I just, I just couldn't bear the thought of how you might look at me if you knew that I did this, and I failed you again this time, and all I can say is I'm so happy that you are at least able to get yourself out of that, that shorter situation. Hugo, I, our friendship means so much to me. You are my oldest friend, and... I'm sorry that I put it on the line like that. I'll, I'll try to be more cautious in future. I would look down at the ground as we're walking. It's okay, Tula. I, I forgive you. The rest of the walk home is quiet, other than a few passersby, vehicles, foot traffic otherwise, but it's, it's mostly quiet. There's not much going on at this late hour. Eventually get outside of, of where Tula will depart to head back to her home. And Hugo, you can then take off 
back home or wherever else you would please? I would have uh, dropped off Tula at her place and just start heading back to the docking bay with my where Radiant 2 is and uh, just kind of post up. As you get back to your little hideout here, Hugo, where the Radiant 2 is parked, uh, you come in looking to just just kick your feet up and relax after the events. But you walk in and you see immediately that you need to give Tula some more flying lessons as the Radiant is, uh, is in some pretty rough shape. It's one piece, but it's a pretty, pretty shaken up looking piece. Ah, Tula, it just farkled the ship. You keep doing this stuff to me. Gotta fix this. I would start walking towards the ship, walk inside, get to the actual system itself, and start trying to make like the, the small repairs here and there that need to be done. You lose track of time as you, you work the hours away into early morning doing repairs to the ship, physical uh, repairs on the outside, and, and you then uh, sleep. Just the, the thought doesn't even come to you as you just work through this and eventually you get to checking on the, the computer systems, uh, operation systems within the ship and seeing that most of those are intact and operational, luckily. The conversations you had with Tula weigh on your mind and you begin to think about the contact that you're, you and her will be meeting later here in the morning. I would have sat down after this long night of repairs and uh, start looking up Jonah, the vigil. And yeah, I, w- I would have learned a little bit here and there. And then I would think to myself as I was learning, I, th- I think Mr. Cordell would be very interested in this. I think, I don't know if Tula's just not, if she doesn't know this guy, I don't, maybe I could give his name up. I, I don't know. I think this might be the play. I, I maybe this could work, and then I'd be set free, and Tula would be safe. Maybe the vigil would be disbanded, and then maybe I don't know. We don't have to go through these sacrifices, put ourselves in danger. That'd be nice, not to be in danger anymore. And then I would toil away. Continues researching. Eventually, the sleepiness would catch to me, would catch me. I drift away a little bit while sitting down working. As it eventually comes, no longer being able to resist, you hang your head and fall asleep there at the console of your of the computer during your research. Morning comes, later morning than it already was for you, Hugo, and you get a call on your. Communicator. Uh, uh, hello? There's a somewhat stern voice on the other end of the comm that comes in. Hurley. Hurley, where are you? And you recognize the voice of your mother. Uh, Mom? Is that, is that you? Yes. Where where have you been? You you didn't come home last night. I 
I'm in my ship right now. I I I guess I just fell asleep. I don't know. Oh, it's almost midday. Listen, uh, someone from the company uh, contacted your father, and I just I know you're always running around with that uh, Batunda girl getting into trouble. Her name's Tula, Mom. I just think something's up. I no, I just I did a little bit of work for. Uh, the, the, the company, the poundies, and uh, they, they took a liking to me. It's it's okay. It's nothing 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 bad's happening. It's okay. It's, is is dad mad? Is is everything okay? Well, he he just knows he has a meeting with with uh, some higher up, and you know how that's gonna put him. He's nervous and as hell, and and honestly, pretty frustrated. Cause it's no good anytime uh, anytime the boss calls you in like that. Ah, uh, 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 I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'll I'll try and I'll try and make sure everything's okay. But I can't I can't really talk too much longer. I have to meet Tula here in a bit. Uh, is is it? I'm sorry. Is anything? Is there anything else I can do? I I don't think so. We just need to wait and see. But your father's not happy, and if if it comes out that that this is something you got involved in, you know there's gonna be there's gonna be trouble. So just just stay out of it and come home for dinner tonight, huh? Okay, mom. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll see you later. The call ends and immediately another one comes in. Hugo? Hello, Hugo? Yeah, hey, hey Tula. Hey, what's up? Oh thank goodness, I've been trying to call you. I'm waiting for you atop the South Sarlacc. Where are you? Oh, uh, I'm I'm in the Radiant. Uh, yeah, I just fell asleep. I'll let me let me just uh, let me pack up and 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 I'll meet you there. I just uh, I'm a little stressed out. My mom just called, and you know how she is. <laughs> She's like all moms are worried. Yeah, yeah. She just she just told me my uh, my dad might be in a little bit of trouble. I don't. I don't really know what's happening. I just, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll be, I'll be there in a second. Okay, I'll be waiting here for you. Tula, you sit inside the diner, putting down some late breakfast, and waiting for your counterpart to show up. As you do sit there, eventually uh, an individual comes by and uh, stops at at your booth, asks uh, if you're Tula. And before you, you see uh, a gentleman, dark-skinned, uh, short hair, just wearing nondescripts, uh, jacket, and kind of a spacer outfit. Uh, yes, I'm, I am Tula. Who are you? Jonah? Yes. May I? As he gestures towards the seat to join you. Yes, please. Um, I'm waiting for my friend, but I wouldn't mind company. He has a seat opposite of you, slides in, and... So, what, uh, what's good here? I'm kind of partial to Bantha pancakes and blue milkshake, but I eat with my, uh, my eyes, not my stomach. <laughs> yes, uh, I can understand that. It's tough sometimes to venture out into the variety after uh, being in service. You know, you, you don't get many options there, so sometimes it's tough to shake that habit. Service? What do you do? Well, I was, uh, I was a soldier. 
You were an Imperial soldier? He kind of looks at you and looks around the room and and puts up a finger to his mouth like, easy, easy, you don't need to shout it out. I'm so sorry, we just don't, uh, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's done that job before. I'm. What are you doing with whatever it is you do now? Well, I, I just didn't appreciate uh, the direction the kind of looks around again. The Empire was going with things and defected and just kind of tried to lay low. I can understand that. I think that there are very bad people in this galaxy and I will do almost anything to topple their plans. They don't deserve to just treat people like they are bugs, that they are less than real, like they are nothing. You see him perk up and, and show very heavy interest in what you're saying there. And also at this moment, you hear somebody coming into the restaurant, and as you look up, you would see Hugo arriving. Hugo, you look across and see Tula there, uh, the distinct Leku, her blue Leku, uh, draping over her shoulders uh, at a table. But you also do see another individual that you don't recognize, a dark-skinned human uh, opposite of her at the table. I wave, I wave excitedly. Uh, I, I, would, I would give you a wave back. Not as excited. A little lackluster. I'm going to start walking up towards you guys. Hey, Tula, how... Oh, uh, who's... Hi, who are, who are you? Gentleman puts his hand out, says, name's Jonah. You must be Hugo? Jonah. Yeah, hey, hi. I'm, yeah, I'm Hugo. Nice to meet you. And I look over at Tula, a little nervous. He then slides in deeper into the booth to allow you to sit down if you want to take that side or not. I, I feel uneasy just because that's generally how this whole situation is making me. And uh, look at Tula and kind of like ask what I should do without asking what I should do. I see his hesitancy and I move over. Breathe a sigh of relief, you're like, okay, cool. And walk over to Tula's side and sit down. This is my friend I was telling you about, Hugo. His parents work for my parents. They are minors and they are part of the system I'm talking about. They need to be dismantled. I'm not saying we can start with the empire, but we could start small. We could start here. Did you? Why are you, why are you talking about the Empire? Oh, um... I have some history with the Empire. But maybe we can uh, continue that conversation another time. Uh, I think I would, I would definitely be uneasy with what I just heard. Again, looking at Tula, kind of being like, what, Empire? Like, what do you mean? I put um, my hands like on his uh, on his forearm and kind of like look at him. And um, I kind of make some like little subtle movements with my Leku, trying to kind of show him that I'm calm and that everything's okay. And um, just kind of trying to reassure him. And then I say out loud for everyone to hear. Hugo, I promise you, it's, he's not what you think. Just, um, we need to talk somewhere a little more private. Hugo, you see Tula's Leku move and gesture in different ways and something that over the years you've 
more and more、uh, picked up that language of the Tuilek, and you do recognize, you know, her give that、uh, that message of it's okay, things are calm and fine.、Uh, to do so, you know, without saying that out loud,、uh, for whatever hidden intentions there are behind that. But, Yeah, I would have nothing to add to that because I would, I would just want to know that I totally understand、uh, what Tula's trying to say. Jonah cuts in and, and says, "Yes, I think、uh, taking this conversation elsewhere could be good. So go for a walk, maybe show me around. I haven't really been in、uh, in the area too long." Honestly, I think it might be better if we show you the roof. I am unfortunately not. Unknown in this area, thank you. Thanks to my family. So, if you would like the maximum amount of privacy, I would suggest we go up there. Yeah,、uh, that could work. Yeah, good to maybe see everything from up above, right? I always feel much safer. Well, if、uh, if you're all finished here with those bantha cakes, and I think I'm good. Hugo, did you want to get anything to eat? No, I, I'm. I'm okay. I, I I just woke up. I'm. I'll be okay. Let's 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 go up. So as we exit the building, I kind of look at Hugo and I、uh, I I kind of I jiggle my blue milkshake close to his face, and、uh, sort of teasingly go, Hugo, do you want some of this milkshake? I know how much you love a milkshake, Hugo. Tula, please. It's it's just so early for me. Come on, I don't. You know what it does to me. Please. It's early. You haven't had food because you stayed up way too late, and you're just not in the mood for food right now, anyway. And the the smell of the blue milkshake just hits you, and you do not feel very good at all. It's pretty clear that I have once again crossed the line with my friend, as he looks like he is going to be extremely sick. And、um, like I just like unzip my backpack and I say, "This is my fault." If you need it, I deserve it. Hugo, as as your stomach churns and and you you try to hold back your discomfort here,、uh, you're all interrupted by a shout from across the street as you are coming around the building to go to the back to head up to the top of the roof. Men, men, stop now! We got you. And Jonah. Turns and looks towards this.、Uh, you see a few individuals、uh, across the way,、uh, just kind of shabby-looking individuals、uh, in various、um, garments, and、uh, looks like one of them holding up a pistol in your direction. And Jonah just, almost to himself, under his breath, says, "Ah, Criff, we're gonna, we're gonna want to run. You guys know a good way to get out of here." And he just kind of starts looking around through the alleys,、uh, the different、uh, streets and whatnot, for a direction to take off. As Jonah turns and, and looks to you two to kind of help lead this this escape,、uh, blaster shot comes across、uh, the street towards you as these three individuals. And as you look back, it's four, but one of them being a droid that's kind of tagging along with them, come lumbering across the street after you. Man, we're gonna get you, you bantha poodoo! And they run across the street and、uh, chase, chasing after you. As I see these men running at me, I, I think I would, I would like brace up against the the wall a little bit, wide-eyed, look at Tula, 
and say and, and just scream out a little bit tula what is happening right now why are there men fighting us i don't think they're here for us i think they're here for jonah just run as you guys begin taking off and this uh, incoming gunfire sprays around you jonah turns around uh, still running behind you but turns around pulling out his own weapon firing back at the ruffian that has shot at him you lost that cargo fair and square nedge you have no rights and he fires off a shot towards the scoundrel uh, hitting him square in the chest inflicting a heavy wound initially and then continues to rush on the individual that shot at him nedge returns fire to Jonah, blasting out, hitting Jonah in the back as he turned to rush away with a heavy return shot of his own. And you hear Jonah behind you cry out in pain, but still uh, rushing behind you to try and get away. So to see uh, Jonah just get shot in the back, I, I look back, I look back at Tula and be like, man, uh, I'd scream, Tula, Tula, they're not messing around. I have to, we have to do something and I start looking as we're running through my through my wrist pad and uh and eject the, the, this like smoke screen that I have and uh this jet of smoke starts blasting behind all of us as we continue to run and I would I would love to like run as I'm running uh scream out to Jonah like are you are you okay are, are you do you are you gonna make this what's happening why are we getting shot at after the hiss of the smoke cloud goes up and you begin rushing away, uh, you can hear this metallic, heavy footfalls with a quick pace. And as you look back, this large, dark green droid come bursting out of the smoke cloud as it billows away from it. Uh, and it stops at the edge uh, on the other side of the cloud, scanning the area, looking for you, seeing you uh, just in the near distance, working to continue your escape. And the droid mutters out, I see the target. I'm kind of temporarily immobilized and kind of scrambling, you know, for a little bit of distance from the smoke as I kind of cough and wave to try to clear it out of my face. Um, I'm pretty freaked out having just seen uh, the chaos in front of me and seeing uh, Jonah get shot. So I'm I'm really attempting to get my bearings about me as I see this uh, this massive droid coming out of the the cloud of smoke i draw my blaster and uh, just fire a shot at him you know quickly trying to just like hopefully get some distance some further distance so i can escape uh the heavy shot hits him right in the chest and um he starts to kind of stumble back into the fog with his other companions and i'm you know i turn to try to you know grab hugo grab jonah and just you know get as far away from there as possible from the other side of the dark cloud you can hear a little bit of a of a coughing, it just the smoke does is an irritant to the other uh, scoundrels that seemingly are after Jonah. One of them uh, attempts to just blindly take a shot through the cloud, hoping to hit something. A couple shots ring through the cloud and uh, go wide of you, Tula. Luckily, missing, uh, but you know that they're just shooting into shooting blindly through the smoke, hoping to at least slow you down uh, before they try and maybe navigate through this obstacle. As you are continuing to rush away, uh, you turn back and you hear some more footfalls rushing towards you, and you see another one of these uh, thugs burst through the cloud of smoke as it billows away from him as well, and he gets close, uh, close to the group, catching up 
able to pursue further if he desires. As the thug uh, gets near, Jonah, still reeling in pain from that heavy shot from Nedge earlier, uh, sees this other scoundrel counterpart and get close by and decides to turn and take a shot at him as he gets up close. As the thug rolls out of the smoke, he is unfortunately met with a blast from Jonah uh, into the shoulder and he rears back in pain uh, as Jonah then continues uh, following behind the other two of you uh, hoping to escape from this attack. Just calls back out, uh, seemingly in your direction mostly, Hugo, and says, so you can get up close and distract him. He'll give me a better shot. A moment after, Nedge comes bursting through the cloud as well, almost catching up to the group, looking to make an attack himself uh, in his next opportunity. As we're running and I see Jonah take the shots and connect, I'd realize after he told me to that we're gonna we're gonna have to fight. So I guess I, I, I that's when I would uh, once again go to my go to my wrist pad, put in a couple codes. Then uh, I would have another little canister that I would then put into my uh, my wrist launcher that I have, and uh, I would uh, I'm running and I'm kind of like feeling a little scared about what's going on. So I would turn around and and shoot this little ball of flame which would then, you know, bounce across like the shoulder of uh, this man. And I'd, I'd realize that in my haste of like trying to leave, that I'm not, that I'm missing. And they're getting closer, they're going through the smoke. And uh, I would heed Jonah's warning. I'd say, okay, all right, I'm coming up. Tula, be, be prepared. We're gonna have to fight back. As you move into a flanking position on Nedge, Hugo, you hear the mechanical footfalls uh, from nearby and turn to see the large lumbering droid coming towards you with a heavy arm just raising the air. It comes down and with a crash on your shoulder, impacting onto your heavy armor, but you feel it. You feel it through to your your shoulder within and uh, it stings quite a bit. And the droid looks at you and then just you see him rearing his arm back uh, probably preparing for another attack. The droid then looks at you, Hugo, and says, Please stand down. I step, like I see that Hugo has come and kind of stood in front of me, and I kind of reach into the chaos in the space between, and I say, Hey, leave him alone. And I shoot him a nice, like, bolt right into the right into the head, and um, I see his eyes kind of look a little, uh, like, sparky for a moment. And I scream to Hugo, he's distracted. The droid is distracted. The scoundrel that was left in the cloud of smoke rushes out. And as soon as it comes out of the cloud, looks around and, and sees the Twi'lek in the distance, who's just finished brandishing uh, a shot from the weapon and uh, decides to concentrate his fire on you, Tula, and gets a couple well-placed shots uh, onto you, causing some significant pain. The other of the scoundrels in the group tries to uh, improvise and, and take a swipe at uh, Jonah with the back of his pistol, but unfortunately uh, just kind of careens off his armor that he has and doesn't do anything. As you've come up, Hugo, Jonah takes a takes the opportunity to disengage from the others, from Nedge and the others, and darts backwards. But he trips up and 
he goes to make his shot as he does so and just wildly misses the shot, just blasts off into the sky, uh, going nowhere. And he, he catches himself afterwards uh, and pulls back a little bit further, but very frustrated that he wasn't able to land a shot. Nedge sees this opportunity that uh, Jonah is, is stumbled and is going to return a fire on him. Nedge pulls up his blaster and takes a shot at the misstepping Jonah, hitting him with a shot in the side as Jonah cries out again in pain, not looking well. Jonah is in very bad shape and needs to get out of this situation. I see both Jonah and I see both Tula are taking hits. I, I try and uh, call out to Jonah and say, Jonah, take this. And I throw him the Colta pack that I, I got out of my pack and yell at him, rub it into your wound. After that happens, I then uh, look back at the droid, look back at the ruffians, and I go back to my wrist pad and input a couple other little uh, sequences into it. And uh, another cartridge pops out from my belt, and I grab that, throw it uh, right behind the droid and uh, the ruffian. As Jonah takes this burst of healing, uh, immediately taking that in, and, and you see him immediately uh, reinvigorate from that as the Colto does its its magic uh, to to heal up some of his wounds. Not fully, but definitely enough to keep him in the fight. And then around uh, with the others, the, the droid and the ruffian, uh, the droid and Nedge, uh, try and dodge out of the way of this burst of ion energy from your attack, from your blast, Hugo. And uh, Nedge, unfortunately for you, is able to completely dodge out of the way and not taking any of the damage. But the droid, uh, susceptible to this, uh, is not so lucky and does uh, take that as you see the blast uh, affect the droid definitely more than it would for non-mechanical and, and technological figures like him. Not avoiding this blast of ion energy from you, Hugo, the droid uh, already was swinging up to take another attack, is going to do so and wail down on you. The heavy droid fist comes down and again hits you again, this time more of a uh, punch right into the gut. Uh, the armor is there, but it's still, you feel it through, through behind it and your ribs maybe begin to bruise as the droid pummels you, rearing back once again for another hit. I take a look out at uh, the scene in front of me. I see, you know, a new friend that is literally incapacitated. I see an old friend that is fighting for his life and fighting for mine. And, you know, I just kind of remember all of the teachings and the conversations I had with the members of the vigil to never give up that fight, never stop fighting. And um, I get this like really big, like surge, you know, of energy where I just kind of try to throw it all at this, at this, this creature that is that is attacking uh, my friend Hugo, and um, I, I, I aim my blaster right at him, and I just kind of like hope for the best as I unleash, you know, a really heavy shot directly at the droid, and um, much to my surprise and delight, he goes stumbling back, and I see him kind of keep continuing backing up until he eventually disappears into the cloud of smoke, and I hear the sound of just like mechanical armor just like hitting like the ground as a you know like a pile of bricks like this loud clank and excited by that i attempt to unleash a second shot aiming at nedge trying to take him out uh, as best i can so that my friends and i can escape but unfortunately as i you know loose my shot 
it barely grazes him. And uh, I kind of just try to stabilize myself in the moment as I wait for the next onslaught to begin. The two other ruffians, seeing that the droid is out of commission, uh, still just training their shots on uh, you, Tula, and Hugo. Uh, one of them coming into you, Tula, and hitting uh, another heavy shot. The other one, uh, south of the group, takes a shot at Hugo, but his heavy armor just completely deflects the shot, causing no damage at all. Jonah, reinvigorated from the culto pack from Hugo, stands up and raises himself and pulls his blaster up again at Nedge, calling out, Nedge, you're not going to win. You just need to stand down. I'll give you this chance. I'll give you this opportunity. And he lets a blast fly uh, to, sure up his, uh, to sure up his threat. As the shot flies out from... Jonah's hand, using Hugo's uh, position to allow him to have a better line uh, on his uh, targets here. Uh, the shot goes across and hits Nedge square, taking him out uh, as he falls to the ground in pain, knocked out from the fight. Yeah, so I, I move uh, positioning my position closer to the ruffian that's closest to us uh, since I'm aware that Jonah is using me as a distraction for them and uh, I end up looking back at the other ruffian uh, farther back and uh, quickly but not with my full capacity I, I decide to throw another uh, jet of flame at him and uh, as I do that I can I can feel my ribs like crack a little bit underneath and uh, the surge of pain just like comes up to me and I think of that and uh, I throw the jet the jet of flame but I, I wildly uh, miss just thinking of the pain that I'm in the little burst of flame shoots across and just going wide as the ruffian easily is able to dodge out of the way as well I see Nedge go down, and um, I recognize that, you know, we now outnumber them. And I feel this kind of surge of resolve come over me as I realize that, like, we've basically escaped with our lives here. And I just, I, I get my my meanest stance and, like, my, my most reckoning kind of look, this really just powerful you know, snarl kind of comes over my face. Like I look at my friends and I see the damage that's been done all in the name of doing something right for a change. And I find myself feeling like I am far larger than my petite twilight frame as I scream at the remaining ruffians. Hey, you poodoo, you scum. Can't you see you have nothing left to fight for? Nedge is gone and all that awaits you is death. Get out of here. Now, The two remaining scoundrels, seeing that their leader is knocked out, their droid counterpart is on the ground, out of commission, give a look to each other, realizing, doing the math quickly, that they are outnumbered, and that this fight is quickly turned against them. And they realize that they value their lives much more than than what whatever they were after here in the first place. 
and both quickly just turn and hightail it, running back through the cloud of smoke that is, is beginning to now dissipate in the middle of the street, uh, just taking off down the street out of view. Hugo, are you okay? I rush to his side and try to like check on him and make sure he's okay. Visibly clutching my ribs, my midsection. And uh, I look back at you. I look back at Jonah. My first instinct would be to kind of like yell out. I feel a little a little angry at the situation that we're in. Because I know I've, I've been put in like, you know, this kind of situation before, but not like to this extent, not this dangerous. But I look at Tula and I see how beat, how beat down she is. I look at Jonah and I say, I'm really, really glad we're okay. I'm really glad we're alive, but we need to get help. I, I, I'm really injured. Jonah, clutching his side, looks up, and you can see on his face an expression of, you don't have to tell me twice. And he just says to the both of you, yes, let's, uh, let's go somewhere where we can patch up, and, and uh, I think we have some things to talk about. And he just turns to allow you to lead the way to a, a safe haven, temporary or not, a, a place that you can temporarily go to to patch yourselves up and uh, rest up as well as needed. As we turn to, to walk away and head to a safe space, I start slowly feeling all of the adrenaline kind of draining from my body that I was using to, you know, keep up a, keep up good appearances in front of the remaining ruffians. And as I'm starting to slowly lose consciousness, I grab Hugo's hand and I look at him earnestly and just try to will him to understand where I'm coming from. You'll see, Hugo, this is why it is worth it to fight. I know that was scary, but there's evil at every corner of the galaxy and we must fight until there's nothing left. This concludes tonight's episode of Scattered Choices. Find out what happens next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Zombie here. I am the voice of Hugo. Thanks for listening to this program. And if you enjoyed this, consider subscribing to Dungeon Jedi Masters. It'll help with production, hosting, creation of this, and a bunch of other Star Wars 5e related content. You can find more at DungeonJediMasters.com. And may the Force be with you.